Hello and welcome to Make It Happen episode number 39. So as you probably are aware, these interviews are with women who've made it happen in business or in life. And I'm going to talk next to a lady called Carrie Frace. She and her partner created Mum Abroad, which is a resource for women who, well, parents actually, no longer just women, who are living abroad. And we're going to talk to Carrie about that. And also a book that she co-authored called Hashtag Living the Dream. And we're going to talk about why sometimes living the dream is not as easy as you may think. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Ali. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So please introduce yourself um, to the listeners. So my name is Carrie Fraze. I am the founder and director of mumabroad.com, which is a resource for international families relocating and living in Europe. I'm also the founder and director of Big Communications, which is a creative and communications agency, and the founder and director of fourvoices.com, which is the platform to promote public speaking among teenagers. Brilliant. I did say, as in the introduction, actually, you're a bit of a high achiever. <laughs> I think well, it's I'm a high achiever, but I like to push myself out of my comfort zone. Running all those businesses, that's pretty phenomenal. So tell us about your move to Spain. Was it something that you'd planned over a longer time? Not at all. I was uh, sitting next to a young chap at a friend's wedding, and I knew no one at this wedding. And I drove there thinking that I was going to leave early. And little did I know that that uh, few hours of my life was going to completely change my life. Um, I had, in fact, latterly found out that I'd been strategically sat next to this this man, now my husband, I'm already telling the end of the story. Uh, but we both found that we had this real passion for Spain. We both spent a year out in Madrid at separate times, studied Spanish at university. And I was working as a freelance radio and television reporter. He was a bit fed up with his job. So I said, let's go and live in Barcelona next year, you know, jokingly. And within a year, we'd actually moved there. And within three years, we're married. And within sort of six or seven years, we'd had a couple of kids. And we're still here 20 years later. So it was sometimes when you don't think about things, things happen. I'm not saying that would be my advice to anyone. But um, in my case, it worked out. I love that story. Um, I've heard it a few times. I just love it. It's such a great story. So you've created a fantastic resource called Mum Abroad. I know that this started from a need that you specifically had, but tell us more about it. Yes, it did. It started from when I found myself with a young uh, baby in a new city, not really knowing anyone and not having any extended family around. And I was pretty desperate, to be honest. It's very challenging in, in any environment to be a, a new mother. But if you're living abroad and with a new child without parents and extended family, for me, it was particularly challenging. And I made a friend who was a marketing consultant, my background's journalism, and we decided to set up what was initially then called Barcelona Mum. And the idea was that we'd get recommendations from people we knew or people that people knew uh, to find out where to go and what to do with young babies. And we were that clueless. Um, so we got recommendations on everything from, you know, where to breastfeed to where to have a nice family lunch, where to go and visit for the day. Um, and then from that moment, it grew 
exponentially, pretty organically, and it, we changed the name to Mum Abroad as we extended across Catalonia and the rest of Spain. And then in the last five years, we also established ourselves in France, uh, Italy and Germany. So it's not now just about recommendations. Uh, that, that is the core of the site, but we also uh, promote women in business. Um, we have uh, big categories for therapists and coaches and educational specialists and relocation as well. Um, so it has grown as as my family has grown up, that the site's grown up as well. Yeah, no, it's such a fantastic resource for anybody, um, well, particularly parents thinking about moving to a new country because it is very daunting and it's probably the last thing people think about when they move to a new country, isn't it? How they're going to find those different places to slot into. Exactly, yeah. So during your starting up Mum Abroad, were there any business roadblocks? And if so, how did you actually overcome them? Yeah, um, and I think it probably is still our biggest business roadblock. I think the hardest thing when setting up a company is thinking about, you know, your five year and your 10 year plan, because initially it was set up really as a resource to help myself and others in the same situation. And I hadn't initially thought about it as as a business, but as it grew, um, I thought, what a great opportunity to do so. So it, it has grown as a business and we, we generally get our revenue from content advertising and banner advertising, social media advertising and things like that. Um, and I think, you know, as far as roadblocks were concerned was how we could, you know, spread this out and, and make more money. And I think in the end, I made the decision that I was pretty happy with the way things were going without having to you know, probably lose control of, of what really was my baby. So that was that was the hardest decision was decide to actually keep it quite a boutique company. Uh, co yeah, company rather than I think I probably could have done this is, you know, pushed it so that it would have been, you know, that we had approaches from the Middle East, from Australia, from other European countries to grow it. And I just felt it would just be overwhelming. So I suppose to overcome it, I came to terms with this, that I was happy with the size of the business it was and the revenue it was making and that I hadn't lost the sort of the core mission statement of, of what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think there is that point in any business, isn't there, where you have to decide, do I want to grow this bigger or am I happy with where it is now and I contain, I can, can control it and keep my own um mission statement as you said and keep my own values and it doesn't you know get out of control so yeah yeah they're, they're, I think I'm never going to float on the stock market but I've come to <laughs> that's okay <laughs> so have you had a business role model and if so who are they and why yeah and, and weirdly enough it's not someone that I think anyone would expect me to have because it's it's a young male um in his 20s it's, it's a guy called Stephen Bartlett have you come across him Hi. Stephen Bartlett, he's a British um, entrepreneur and he he's actually, if anyone watches British television, there's a programme called Dragon's Den, which is when four dragons choose whether to invest or not in an, in an entrepreneurial venture. And he's the latest one, but I'd, I'd been following him for some time. And what I really like about him is that he kind of goes against the grain of the traditional trajectory of entrepreneurialism. He, he, was, he came from a very um, deprived background, but was obviously very smart, got a place at Manchester University, and he dropped out after the first lecture because he realized just university was not for him and he wanted to make money. Um, so he, his, his specialism was social media and he set up a company called The Social Chain, I think with someone else. And within years, it was valued at something ridiculous, like $200 million. 
he opted out of it. He found that it wasn't, again, he sort of lost that sort of, you know, the, the core reasons for why he decided to set it up. And now he does lots of social enterprise. And, you know, he's in his 20s, he's made his money, he's spending his money philanthropically, and he's also on new ventures. He's a very accessible role model for both young people and, you know, people of my age, older people. I just like the fact that he can cross generations, very likable. Uh, he's got this great podcast as well called Diary of a CEO, which I recommend anyone to listen to because he gets the sort of, sort of you know, the, the secrets out of all these um, chief executives and finds out what kind of, what gives them the fire in their belly, what pushes them forward. He's just an immensely likable, personable chap. <laughs> I do love a good podcast, so I shall be checking yeah. one out. You know, I listen to podcasts in my car when I'm driving, so I really, I'll, I'll look forward to that one. Um, Living the Dream, which was a book you co, well, you published and co-authored. Are you? <laughs> good question. Um, it's actually hashtag Living the Dream, because the idea is that, um, I wanted to sort of smash that shiny Instagram lens that a lot of people have that us expats, for want of a better word, uh, are living because it's not the case. And it wasn't trying to say, oh, you know, my life is so hard, far from it. Um, you know, most of us living abroad choose to be out here. But I wrote this book during COVID when we all sort of, you know, looked inwards and had this existential angst about who we were and where we belong. And I decided to write it with um, eight other co-authors who'd all been through different challenges, whether it was grief or divorce or loss of identity, motherhood, setting up a business. And they're all different situations, but they all had the same uh, sort of, sort of the, the same, you know, challenges that that you know that I'd suffered. Um, my my chapter was on grief and losing my my parents, um, and it's something that I think is quite unique to to uh, people living abroad. This feeling of um, a lack of sense of belonging sometimes, an identity of having a community, um, you know, that you've grown up with. You have to you have to work very hard to create that. Um, so you know we have challenges every day, um, and the. We're fairly resilient, I think, expats, because we, we, you know, by coming abroad, it gives us a certain element of resilience. But when these major challenges come along, like grief or, you know, motherhood with with no help around you, it can be really overwhelming and, and, it, and people don't talk about it. So it was just to give a platform to these, to myself and to these other women, just to explain what it's like. And also, I, what I hope, because we had analysis from um an expert expat therapist on our situations was to give some help and advice to anyone thinking of moving abroad because I don't think people think about the negatives they just think about the sunshine of course that's here they think about you know all the other lovely lifestyle benefits of, of moving away from home and so it was just a sort of you know reality check for people as well and you know the feedback's been good I think people have learned from it. Yeah, no, it's a very good book. And you're absolutely right. People do tend to move abroad based on having gone there on holiday. Yeah. Based on holiday. And they're not really aware of the day to day, what it's like day to day living and running a business and raising a family and all the other normal stuff that you would do in your own country. And yeah. When we go back to our own country. We're not special, are we? We, we, you know, people don't really want to hear about what we're doing in our own country. <laughs> they're not no. interested. <laughs> Um, no, or, or I think there's, there's sometimes an element of envy. I think I've worked out over the years that, you know, a lot of people do actually want to move abroad and haven't done it. And and so, you know, 
I'd like to say I'd love them to ask me and then I can tell them the warts and all story and maybe they'd be put off you know what I mean it's not like I'm just lying there with a cocktail with my feet in the sand yeah yeah no absolutely true so what specific advice would you give to women thinking about moving overseas well just that really I think you know obviously research read those real life stories um you know know what you're getting into I think a lot of people when they're thinking about moving abroad they read these sort of official guides the relocation guides which tell you how to get your you know identity card and how to open a bank account and some of the you know the legal issues which is really really important but you I think have to think about yourself you have to really think about how will I be when you know I don't have my parents that they're still around around my my siblings uh, my close friends all the familiarity of my my local village town or wherever you live putting yourself in that position and especially if you don't speak the language I think that the people I've come across that struggle the most are the ones that can't communicate lovely funny people who say I feel like a different person because I'm trying to communicate and everyone thinks I'm really boring because I can only string five sentences together so yeah learn the language before you go would be an absolute must or at least uh, learn enough where you feel you're comfortable and you can be yourself because that's it's it's very isolating not being able to speak the language and what happens of course when you don't is you end up in a little bubble with people who speak your language and you don't get to integrate which in some cases people are happy with but I think really if you're going to move abroad you should at least try to integrate and understand the culture that you're adopting because it's not really in, in my opinion fair and people who are living there to be able to sort of say you know I love I love your culture I love what you do I love your language you know and everything that comes with it so that is probably my main advice and also think about what you're going to do think about if your skills are transferable um think about whether your qualifications are accepted in the, in the country that you're going to that's fairly easy to find out train in entrepreneurship or some kind of business um you know studies if you can because I think what happens is a lot of people go there thinking they're going to find a job in a company and for whatever reason it doesn't happen and they set up their own um, businesses and you know, it helps to know a little bit about basic skills about how to do that. Um, so that I would say is important and just have a bit of money in the bank because you know you never know when things go wrong. Yeah, no, great advice there. So what next for Mum Abroad? Are you going to be writing any more books? Or <laughs> People ask me about whether I'm going to write any more books. I mean, the great thing about COVID was that you just had all this time, didn't you? And I, I you know, a lot of people did stuff they'd never have done. Um, you know, COVID haven't happened. I think that was definitely the positive Thing about the pandemic is that you know we all found our creativity within so I, I can't imagine finding a stretch of time at the moment to do another book but you know I certainly would love to if I had that um, I was thinking about writing one from the men's point of view actually because we all women we we know about women uh, because women talk and they, they do things like this you know they do podcasts and, and interviews and things and, and actually speaking to men you know they're struggling sometimes as well but they have to put on this front that everything's okay they, they still feel some men anyway that they've got to be you know the breadwinner and look after the family and which brings with it a lot of pressure so that that would be the next one um should I should I get round to it uh mum abroad this is the year of, of consolidation so just getting on with things head down because we spent the last two years redesigning and rebranding the website which is a lot of work so you don't want to sort of move on to the next stage before you kind of let the dust settle so we're going to do that and, and just growing the categories that are in most demand which is the coaches and therapists the educational specialists the relocation which is all about the admin surrounding a move abroad um so the, that's where we're going with long abroad brilliant so talking about books what book yeah. have you read this year which made the difference to your life and why 
I read an absolutely brilliant book this week, this year over the summer. It's called Every Family Has a Story, which is by um, a therapist called Julia Samwell, who is um, a grief and loss expert. And she was actually the, the, the therapist that helped uh, William and Harry when Princess Diana died. Um, and I've sort of followed her work for a while. And this book is fascinating because during COVID uh, on Zoom, she got together different members of, of families, I think eight families in total, to try and get them to communicate initially and talk about subjects that hadn't been talked about for years, you know, whether it was the loss of a family member, a separation, um, you know, family members feeling like they, they hadn't been put first for whatever reason. And you know, so she got these family members to talk to each other over Zoom because she was she has this amazing ability to get sort of the conversation out of people. And it was so uplifting and powerful because initially you're thinking, oh my goodness, you know, these people are never going to be able to, to, to understand each other. And you know, generally at the end of each chapter, they they found something in common. They were able to sort of apologize where they needed to or you know show their vulnerability where they you know where they needed to. And it was just it's just a you know, really sort of heartwarming book to read and beautifully written as well. So I highly recommend that. Thank you for that recommendation. So you laughed really when I said that you're a high achiever. Do you have <laughs> superpower? <laughs> yeah, I, I did send me this question in advance, I have to say, and I've never been asked and I've never thought about this before. And, you know, I guess, you know, I can't say, oh, I haven't got any. And I think if someone had to say something about me that was positive, it's probably that I don't sweat the small stuff. Um, and I really don't. And I look at other people who do. And I think, well, thank goodness I don't do that because I can see how stressed they get over something that wouldn't stress me. But you can't, of course, you can't say to someone, oh, you know, that's nothing. Because of course, to them it is. But I'm quite happy that, that you know, big, I've had a lot of big stuff that have been enough, thank you. So the small stuff sort of just goes over my head. So I would say if there was any superpower, it'd be that. Good, yeah. What's something that you're going to achieve before the end of 2022 or maybe a goal you've got for next year? Well, I've already achieved what I wanted to in 2022 because this year I opened a co-working events and showroom uh, in where I live in Maresme, which is just north of Barcelona. I found uh, working at home during COVID really challenging. I'm not someone that likes to be on my own. I love my own company, but not all day, every day. So I, I missed the stimulation of having people around me. So I decided to open a co-work, small co-work for 10 people. Um, and we're all doing our own thing. And sometimes we don't even speak to each other. We just acknowledge each other. And sometimes we collaborate and create things together. But just be having people around and you know having that stimulus and the energy of other people around has been amazing. That's been transformative. So I've achieved that this year. And next year, I don't know, just put myself, I, I think my personal challenge always year on year is, is to put myself out of my comfort zone at least once during the year. I don't know what that's going to be next year, but I will find something. We'll look forward to finding out what that is during the year. <laughs> if you met the young Carrie, what would be your advice to her? Yeah, um, I think now I have learned to, to walk away from toxic situations and toxic people. Uh, I have spent far too much time trying to fix things and fix people um, when I personally don't see that situation as, as meeting my values or whatever. And I've realized now that, well, okay, they may be, I say toxic, but you know, to me, I mean, just people who I feel comfortable around. And, the, you know, I, I recognize also that from their point of view, they see they see a different story. 
Um, and if you can't communicate and you can't find common ground and you, you are unable to resolve it, the best thing now I realize is just to walk away. And you know, you don't know where that path is going to bring you. I will now, if there's any advice to you know to my children, that's what I would say to them as well. Okay, yeah, no, and I think as we get older, we we're more aware of toxic people or situations that are not good for us, aren't we? Whereas when we're yeah. young, we can't always see them. So if the ladies or anybody listening to this podcast or watching the YouTube video want to connect with you, which is the best place to find you? Yeah, so uh, the Mum Abroad website, it's really easy. It's mumabroad.com or you can send me an email, carry at mumabroad.com. I've also got a um, personal website, which is carryphrase.com where you can find everything else that I do. I won't give you all the, the other website addresses with me forever, but that's probably the best way. Yeah, so really interesting, Carrie. Thank you very much for your time today. And um, hopefully the ladies get in touch with you and I'm sure they'll find lots of advice on the Mama Board website because it is a really good resource. And do pick up a copy of Carrie's book because it is really worth reading. I read it um, just after lockdown. It is really a, a book worth reading. Thanks. Thank you, Ali. I've really enjoyed our chat today. If you enjoyed this session, please do subscribe on your favourite podcast channel and also check out our YouTube channel too. We'd love to have you join us regularly and listen to the Make It Happen series. And if you haven't found us yet at costawomen.com, please come over and join us. We'd love to see you there as well. Bye for now.